the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Hour number two, Bruce Hooley Show. We look forward to visiting with Josh Pick, Aptus Wealth Management, bottom of the hour. Talk to Josh about the decline in GDP. Those numbers came out Thursday. More bad numbers for the Biden administration. But we have our focus today on the Senate primary GOP side. And we spoke with Mike Gibbons. Now let's go to, I think, the Golf Club of Dublin, where uh, one of the guys I talk about being on a very deep bench of Republican candidates for national office in 2024 is Missouri Senator Josh Hawley, and he's been in Ohio the last few days with J.D. Vance. He's with him now at the Golf Club of Dublin. So, Senator Hawley, thanks so much for your time today. Hey, thanks for having me. So, welcome to Central Ohio. Tell me what kind of reception you've been getting as you uh, traverse the state of Ohio on behalf of J.D. Vance. Phenomenal. I mean, J.D. is getting a phenomenal reception. And I tell you, I, I have seen primary campaigns before, spent a good amount of time on the trail in my state and elsewhere, and it's pretty rare in a primary campaign in the early spring like this to see uh, packed rooms for candidates, including over the weekend, but that's what J.D. is seeing at every stop. Uh, He's got a lot of momentum. He is uh, endorsed by President Trump. He's the right candidate. He's going to win this thing. Well, he certainly has the president's endorsement, and you know the power of that. You got that endorsement back when you ran for Senate, and you took out, thank goodness, a two-term Democratic senator from Missouri, Claire McCaskill. So she's now relegated to MSNBC, and you're doing great work in the Senate. And you and J.D. also share something else. You're both Yale Law graduates, but I don't. your time at Yale didn't time up with his, did it? Yeah, don't hold that against us. Uh, <laughs> it, it did not, but, you know, I've, I've followed J.D. for years. Uh, I think I first became aware of him uh, through his book, talking about growing up, of course, in small town Ohio and and, uh, his family's history there. And, you know, what I love about him is the guy that J.D. has been throughout his life is who he is now. I mean, he doesn't change. Uh, This is somebody who grew up uh, in rural Ohio. I grew up in rural Missouri. I appreciate that. And, uh, you know, what he is running on, what he is talking about is what he has been talking about long before everybody, anybody ever put a microphone to his face. And I think that says a lot about the guy, and that's why he's going to win. Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri is our guest. You can find him on Twitter at HawleyMO. J.D. Vance's Twitter is at J.D. Vance 1. His website is JDVance.com. Senator Hawley is at the Golf Club of Dublin. They'll have an event that starts at 1230 today. They were in northeast Ohio earlier today, and they'll head down to the Cincinnati area later in the day, primary, of course, tomorrow throughout the state. So uh, you... I've certainly been at the forefront. Every time I am on Twitter, I see you questioning, it seems, a Biden nominee who is one worse than the next. Uh, Now we have the quote-unquote disinformation board that we're going to get from our homeland security. I know that you are among the loudest voices in opposition to that. 
uh, which I'm thankful for. Tell me what you think the future of the disinformation board is now that it's come to light what Homeland Security is trying to do in the way of legislating against free speech. Yeah, the future ought to be elimination. That ought to be the future of that board. I'm going to introduce legislation that will eliminate that board and will prevent the government from ever, ever trying to create another one anytime in the future. I mean, this is I don't know how this could possibly be constitutional. But I'll tell you what, this is the most anti-free speech administration in American history. Joe Biden will go down in history as not only one of the worst presidents this country has ever had, but as also the most anti-constitutional president. I mean, who would have thought you would have a president of the United States who would keep a list of people that he wants to be silenced, that he wants the media platforms to kick off because he doesn't like their speech. I mean, it is extraordinary. And uh, listen, I'm going to do everything in my power to see that this board is eliminated and killed once and for all. You think it's coincidental that uh, Mayorkas unveiled this at the same time that Elon Musk's purchase of Twitter uh, happened? No, I don't think it's coincidental at all. And we know that it isn't because the head of the board, uh, who is herself a sort of dystopian figure who loves censorship, has advocated government censorship of speech, uh, she talked about how this has been in the works for months. And so I think the announcement is timed uh, to mollify the left. I mean, the left is just melting down about the idea that maybe there'd be a social media platform that actually promoted free speech. Imagine that in this country. So I think it's no coincidence at all. It just shows you they don't believe in free speech anymore. Um, the woke left doesn't believe in it. If you disagree with them, they want you silenced. And I just have to say, that is not the United States of America. No, it definitely isn't. We're talking with Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri. He's at the Golf Club of Dublin 1230 event to assist in the candidacy of J.D. Vance on the Republican side of the ticket. Rob Portman retiring. J.D. and others have been seeking that spot since a very spirited campaign began back in October with our event at Genoa Christian Fellowship, and that was well attended, and I'm sure that all these candidates have very passionate supporters. You yourself, Senator Hawley, won a very spirited campaign in Missouri to run against Claire McCaskill. Uh, What advice have you given J.D. here as the final day of the campaign is upon us and as you're trying to, you know, get those people who are undecided, and the polls still say 25% undecided, as you're trying to get those those undecideds into J.D. Vance's corner? I just think the main thing is that J.D. continue to deliver the message that he has delivered all along and that he has been delivering and living for years, which is that the working people of this state and of this country need a voice in Washington, D.C. And also to make it clear that this is not the time for Republicans to go along to get along. We need a fighter in the United States Senate. We need an America first conservative. Yes, but we need one who will fight. And J.D. will. You know, that's why I'm supporting him. I think it's why. Donald Trump is supporting him because he knows that this is a guy, when the fire comes, and it will, he will stand up and he will fight for what we believe in and for what the people of Ohio want and need. And I think that's the message, and that's why J.D.'s going to win. You know, Senator Hawley, it's generally considered that getting the House back in Republican hands is not going to be very difficult at all. We see that in the number of Democrats who are retiring. But unfortunately, the calendar has broken such that Uh, It's not a great year for Republicans in terms of just the balance of the 33 seats that are up for uh, for uh, election. More Republican seats than Democratic seats. But obviously the winds are blowing toward, uh, you know, the red. So uh, valuing the Senate and the the treasure of having both the Senate and the House in Republican hands, because we're not going to have the presidency 
after the 2022 midterms. How do you assess the breakdown of the Senate races around the country, including here in Ohio, but also Georgia and uh, Arizona and some other places where I think Democrats are very, very vulnerable? I think we're going to win the Senate. I mean, I think that the American people are getting a good, hard look at what woke left policies look like and what a woke left administration does, and they are running screaming for the exits. They're saying this is not what we want for those who voted for Biden. They're saying this is not what we voted for. And November is going to be their chance to weigh in. And I think they're going to send a message loud and clear. I believe we will retake the House. We will retake the Senate. And listen, when that happens, then it's time for the Republicans to stand up and do something. I mean, talk is cheap. It'll be time for action. And we've got to get out there and get serious. We need to reopen energy production in this country, get inflation down by actually producing our own energy, get our jobs back from overseas. Biden is going weak on China. We've got to get tough on China. And uh, there's there's going to be a heck of a lot to do. But uh, I believe that we're going to win come November. Yeah, and I think, you know, you left this off your list, but I think for me, as I do this show, and I'm talking to people on the local level, and I think Glenn Youngkin gave the template for this, is I hope Republicans don't stray from the fact, you know, that all politics now are local. And I think school board elections this past November showed that. I think parents are energized. The Republican position on schools is a parental position and so I hope that our Republican uh, leadership stays focused on the fact that, you know, the way we win is to win at the local level, which will carry us at the national level. Do you agree with that? Yeah, amen to that. I think that's exactly right. And I would just say that, you know, if you enjoy being called a domestic terrorist as a parent, you know, I'm a parent of three kids. And if you like being called a domestic terrorist by this administration, by all means, go ahead and, and vote for them. But that's basically no parent in America. I mean, nothing really shows that this administration is about more than their war on parents, their attempt to use the FBI against parents. I mean, it's just unbelievable. You cannot make this stuff up. And, uh, you know, that issue, the border, every state in this country is a border state because of Joe Biden's policies, the drugs that are flooding into our states here in Ohio, unfortunately, my home state of Missouri as well, the crime. Uh, It is unbelievable, the human trafficking, the child exploitation, all of that. That's because of what Joe Biden has done at the border. That's got to end as well. So unfortunately, there is no uh, shortage of work to do in order to change the direction of this country. But we're going to have a chance to get after it in November. Senator Josh Hawley, Missouri. He's at the Golf Club of Dublin with J.D. Vance. Uh, Final campaign appearance for J.D. in central Ohio. Get out there. 1230 is when the event begins. Uh, We'll let you go with this one, uh, Senator Hawley. You know, the other thing you have in common with J.D. is you both have three kids. And when I talked to J.D. at the Trump rally... Uh, before he and I spoke there uh, a little over a week ago, uh, I asked him, you know, why the change on Trump? And he basically gave me the best answer that I think anybody could give. And he said, my life perspective changed. I got back into my faith. I got married. I had children. And I think for anybody who has children and cares about the future of their children, uh, this is also a reason why the only box to check on any ballot is a Republican box. Oh, that's exactly right. You know, when I look at, at my guys, and I've got a nine-year-old, a seven-year-old, both boys, and I've got a baby girl, and when I think about the kind of country that they're going to grow up in, forget inherit in, in the years to come, just growing up right now. I mean, I want them to be able to walk to school and be safe. I want them in school to be able to, to be proud of this country and to be taught that this country is a wonderful country. It's the best country in the history of the world. By the way, you know, I, I'm, a, I'm a proud believer myself. I mean, I'm a Christian. I want my kids to be able to grow up in the faith and be proud of that and not be heckled, not be silenced, and not be shut out of the public square. 
So I tell you, this is an inflection point moment. This is a critical moment in our country's history. J.D. gets that. I think that's why he's going to win. And, boy, it's why it's important that he go to the Senate. Well, Senator Hawley, thank you very much for visiting with us today. Thank you for what you do in Washington, and I wish you well. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. There you go. Josh Hawley, Senator from Missouri, uh, in town to stump for J.D. Vance. The event at the Golf Club of Dublin starts at 12.30 p.m. Oh, I must correct myself. I said that gas is up 12 cents in Columbus over the weekend. Gas Buddy says it is instead up 17 and a half cents in Columbus. Ay, ay, ay. Cheapest gas in Columbus over the weekend, 372 a gallon. Most expensive was 409. Lowest price in Ohio Sunday, 362. Highest, 409. 99. Youch, the national average for gas prices, $4.17. Food prices are way up. Other prices are way up. Yet, yet, while you suffer, while you moan, while you ponder how you can possibly pay for all of these increases in items that you cannot literally live without, well, you can take comfort in knowing that comedian Trevor Noah found your suffering to be fodder for his punchlines and that no one at the White House Correspondents' Dinner enjoyed this joke more than President Joe Biden. You know, I think ever since you've come into office, things are really looking up. You know, gas is up, rent is up, food is up, everything. No, it really has been a tough first year for you, Mr. President. Oh, it's been a tough year for Mr. President. Uh, not for Mrs. Mr. and Mrs. America. It's been a tough year for Mr. President. Uh, now, Trevor Noah could say what he said there because it was said in the context of a White House correspondence dinner where he was expected to, well, he's expected to be funny, but he's Trevor Noah, so he's expected to try to be funny. It would be a more realistic expectation because he is, in fact, not funny at all. And it would be funny that the White House is not at all open to these kinds of slings and arrows when they're said in a context that is not intentionally comedic. That is why they would love, love to get up and running their disinformation governance board. You know what disinformation is, don't you? It is information that those in power find inconvenient. It is not untrue information because let's counter. What was previously labeled disinformation? Um... The Hunter Biden laptop, the fact that if you got a COVID vaccine, you could still get reinfected. If you got a COVID vaccine, you could still spread COVID. The fact that masks have no appreciable impact uh, retarding the spread of COVID, all those things were misinformation. They are now viewed as established fact. That is the culture in which we live today, where today's conspiracy theory is tomorrow's uh, fact-check true by even the Washington Post and the New York Times. So you heard Senator Josh Hawley of Missouri, whose time I appreciate, joined us for the last segment. Catch it on the podcast, 9890answer.com. Talk about this disinformation governance board, which, again, I chuckle when I say it because it is just so utterly ludicrous that in the United States of America we would try to police speech 
If you are afraid of speech, you are afraid your ideas are inferior. In fact, you're probably more than afraid. You probably know your ideas are inferior. I heard the comedian Bill Murray over the weekend, who was recently working on a movie, and the movie filming was suspended because he made a joke to a co-star, a female co-star, that fell flat with her, that she took as, well, violence, right? And this is at the heart of this effort to have a disinformation governance board, because if people say something, it could be seen as uh, violent or damaging. Bill Murray was reduced to this blathering wimp talking about, well, now I'm, you know, I realize that my words have power and I realize that, you know, we're working to get on the same page and all this kind of stuff because of how it made her feel. You are responsible for what you say. You are not responsible for how it makes other people feel because you are not in control of how it makes other people feel. You may have the most nefarious intentions towards someone else with what you say. You are still, nevertheless, not responsible for how they feel. Only they are responsible for how they feel. This is what I've never understood ever about slurs of any sort whether they're racial slurs, whether they're sexuality slurs, whether they're ethnic slurs, I've never understood them. Because if you're Polish and you're bothered by a Polish joke, if you're blonde and you're bothered by a blonde joke, you are the one giving power to the person who said whatever they said to offend you. You do not have to let it offend you. What they say could be unfeeling, uncaring, Uh, inhospitable, uncouth, of course, over the line, sure. But if you punch the person, if you turtle up and go into a shell where you can't function, that is not their fault. That is your fault. Okay, so that is why I am a free speech absolutist. Now, I think that if you are issuing death threats or inciting people, uh, that's not probably healthy for our national discourse, and I would prefer it not happen, but I would much rather allow free reign for it to happen than I would empower anyone to determine what is okay and what is not okay, because I will never trust those people. I will always trust, first and foremost, myself in how I react to what other people say about it. Might take a lot of discipline, might take a lot of self-control, might take a lot of patience, might have to bite my way through my lower lip. And I would rather give that power to me than to give it to Nina Jankowitz or anyone from Joe Biden's disinformation governance board. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.